0: Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Mirko. Uh, Today we got a double treat, as in it's going to be a double episode with two guests from the same uh, sort of company. So uh, we're going to have Eric and Bryden, and uh, we're just going to have a a good blast from uh, the boys from uh, LM. And uh, yeah, if you're new, just uh, glad to have you here, and i will look forward to have a chat with Eric, who is already asked ah oh,
1: good day mate good day mate how are you fantastic How are you doing yeah good very good thanks for uh thanks for joining me uh, for uh, for a copy of the day It's awesome Again, glad to be no, here
0: thank you and it's uh it's good to see your face even though it's, 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 it's digital, but uh, it's yeah. certainly a, a real, a real trait. And uh, how are you and your family doing uh, amongst these interesting times? Yeah,
1: look, we're, we're doing well. I've, um, I uh, actually have relocated up to Sydney uh, temporarily. Uh, so my family's from here. Uh, so I'm actually yeah, just bunkering down with them, um, which is, yeah, a bit of a change in scenery. Um, but we've got the like Lama office here. Everyone's in really good spirits. Uh, my family's, yeah, doing, doing really well. And, um, yeah, the sun is shining. So happy
0: days. How are you? Good. Good. Um, yeah. there's not much sun in Melbourne, but, uh, <laughs> other than that, it's, uh, yeah, it's been, um, it's been a challenging time, but mm. not for me, for, for others, you know, for shop owners and people with obviously different, um, unfortunate situation. So I'm, I'm good. I, I can't complain. Yeah.
1: Either. Yeah. I it's, roof. Mm. yeah it's, it's been a really interesting time. We've been really, obviously, sorry, I'm in uh, the Sydney showroom, So there might be a little bit of background noise every now and again. Uh, Ro- That's rootin good. Root and tooting tootin', uh, text out the back. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> sorry, they're making, making, making a laugh about that one. Yeah, the um we we've, we've got obviously a pretty strong connection uh the majority of our Lamazoko team uh based in Abbotsford, um as you probably probably remember um and yeah the the lockdowns are affecting not only our team but you know a lot of our customers so our fingers are always on the pulse and yeah we need to just be yeah, pretty vigilant uh, down mm. there we are always uh, keeping in pretty high communications with uh, our entire team which is very important in these times
0: mm. yeah yeah um, and yeah. look, just just sort of again, kind I of get the board rolling. The, the yeah. retro first question, um, just give us a bit, maybe an idea. Um, how did you start your coffee journey?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, my coffee journey is uh, still starting. I think uh, I'm still at that uh, stage where I'm very humbled to be uh, around some very, very experienced uh, people in the Lamazoko Australia team. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's still, I'm still learning, uh, every day, still starting basically afresh every day and there's always something new to learn. So I'm not even, you know, a quarter of the way there yet. Um, but the way, so I started, uh, in hospitality when I was, uh, 17, um, uh, started working as a bellboy in a a luxury hotel, (laughs) wearing a vest, you know, and, um, getting amongst it in that respect. So, Um, I was, I was there for four years and over that time, uh, from 17, you know, to 21, I I moved around the departments. There was always one department, which I love was the, it was breakfast, food and beverage, you know, and, uh, upstairs they had a linear classic. Uh, and I was just like, so eager, so, so, so eager to uh, jump on the machine. So that's where my, uh, fascination lied. Um, so I, this is in Sydney. Um, by the way. So I grew up in Sydney. Um, And then, yeah, obviously, uh, over that time, I was also studying an engineering degree. Uh, So it's kind of, yeah, it was kind of like uh, work four days, work night shift, work breakfast, then go study engineering. Um, And yeah, it really kind of allowed me to gain some perspective at a young age, Um, work hard, play hard, um, or so they speak. Um, And then, yeah, the the hotel kind of got a little little old, and I really wanted to start branching out into you know uh, my local cafe, and that's just what I did. Um, uh, I went to the local cafe, started making coffee. Uh, a, a good friend of mine, uh, who is still just uh, a good friend today, Jin, who's now a, a very uh, very uh, successful coffee roaster in Sydney. I'm um, roasted We started. He learned He showed me the ropes. Showed me how to make thrifty coffee. Um, and really gave me like a real eye opener into the world that exists behind specialty coffee. So yeah. So it's a facto I I finished my engineering degree. Um, I thought, all right, well, I guess that's it. I don't know. I got to go work for the man. (laughs) And um, I got a job up in Queensland, um, you know, working for an engineering company. And I, I remember getting up there the first day and like sitting down at my desk and like, Excel spreadsheet opening up and being like, is this really what I want to do like for the next 30, 40 years? Uh, So it was a real eye opener for me of, you know, how much I was really passionate about the industry and how inquisitive I was with the industry. Um, So I I lasted about four months at that job up in Queensland and I bailed back down to Sydney and really stuck my teeth into specialty coffee. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try and make a career out of this and see what I can do. And then, uh, you know, with, with that cafe for a little while, um, you know, I kind of stayed pretty loyal to them. Although on my two or three days off a week, I was going to three, four cafes a day, just going to cuppings, learning, trying to meet people. Um, the real inquisitiveness of the coffee industry and the real uh, curiosity was really what drove me. And then, uh, it got to a point where I thought it'd be a good idea to step outside of my comfort zone. So I uh, made the decision to move down to Melbourne and, uh, and you know, the the mecca that is uh, Melbourne um, or, you know, definitely in the two thousand know, 2008 to 2012, that kind of time was just like pumping. Um, cafes were exotic and like the spaces were amazing. And it was just so appetizing for someone uh, who, you know, I, like I reflect I was like really, really curious ambitious, and I really wanted to step into that zone, so I made the decision to um, come down to Melbourne and learn all that I could, meet as many people as I, I could, uh, and then, yeah, uh, you know, six six years later, here I am, uh, yeah. I, very humbling to get the job at Lamazocco. Um, I'll probably tell you a bit about it uh, at the minute, but, yeah, yeah. it's... Um, that's kind of where my journey started. And, you know, the kind of, it's kind of like finally I've got this job where I can use the, my curiosity and my ambition of coffee with engineering.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> going to say a, that, yeah.
1: <laughs> work for a coffee machine manufacturer. So um, my, I never thought, I thought I'd given up on, you know, the engineering life. But, uh, the, you know, I'm very fortunate to be a part of, you know, a, uh, a manufacturer's world. And uh, combine the two.
0: (laughs) So yeah. No, thank you. I think uh, that that puts things in perspective. I think um, I think it (laughs) works. I don't want to say, but you're one of the lucky ones that get stuck in something they don't like only for four months. Or better, maybe not luck. You had balls enough, self awareness, and a sense of now this isn't right. I'm going to do something about it because. What mm. often happens in those situations is, oh no, I'm gonna learn to like it. Um, mm. You know, you kind of squash that little voice in your head because whether it's driven by parents, whether it's driven by society, your mates around you, you're like, man, he's a mm. lawyer, he's a doctor, and then yeah. you can repress the voice. Mm. And some people get stuck. Some people all their lives. Uh, mm. Some people, a matter of years or decades. Um, and I'm and I'm glad that you you're to you know, mm. it's not just like you just had the level of awareness mixed with the, you know, uh, call to actions and actually in listening mm. and to yourself and that uh, it's good. Four months is good. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. And,
1: uh, <laughs> it was a quick turnaround and it was also like a bit of a weird move because um, I've got a Russian background, you know, uh, my mom is an engineer, my uncle's an engineer. Um, we're all either usually engineers or rockers or builders, so... Like that's basically what our entire family was. So for me to step away and uh, say, look, I don't think this is kind of really what is, you know, I feel very fortunate to be in a generation where we can make those decisions. Um, The world of information that we have around us um, and the ability for the hospitality industry to be able to support careers um, and decisions like this uh, is, you know, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. So yeah, really
0: cool. And was that, were sort of like when you saw the Excel spreadsheet, mm. was that moment that hit you, I'm just assuming here a bit, where you're like, okay, this is a spreadsheet. Mm. All of a sudden, the people element was removed completely. You're like, yes. you know, this is my new people. I'm going to talk mm. to this. Spreadsheet, which mm. is, you know, people and community is uh, the core element of hospitality, not just coffee.
1: That's was right, it, exactly right. You like you also like part of it? Mm. So I'm, I'm a big people person. That basically, my, my, my role within La Mazzucca, which we'll probably get to a little bit later, but my role is I'm uh, the people person. I need to be out there speaking to people constantly. I vibe off it. When I was a barista um, and when I was you know, working in cafes, uh, I was constantly uh, – like my drive was – my happiness in my day was because I got just to lighten other people's days by talking to them for a little bit. Um, the best part of being a barista is the fact that you're probably the first person, the majority of people that they speak to that day, you know? So you have a big power to brighten someone's mood and, you know, to continue that, uh, that, that vibe for a whole day. And I, I got such a kick out of it. Um, I love talking to people. I love hearing people's stories. Um, and yeah, when, when I, when I got into my little cubicle as a graduate engineer, um, and had a, you know, books in front of me um, and a blank spreadsheet. Um, I was, you know, trying to, tell told me to start doing calculations on like a pipeline or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but um, it was just like, oh man, I don't want to do that. That's, that's annoying. Like, yeah, I studied really hard for it, but at this, like right now it's like, oh, yeah, I don't really feel like doing that. I want to keep speaking to people. So that's what coffee's brought to my life. Um, real happiness and joy in a sense of community. Um, and a connection to so many so many amazing people um, over the years, yeah so yeah. Cause, cause yeah. that's exactly
0: that's exactly sort of where where I was going anyway with it it's like it's like you know coffee's good and fine, competition's good and fine um, there's a lot of elements, machinery is good and fine, automation is good and fine there's a lot yeah. of good stuff, but that people element is what makes the community. Uh, and then, you know, it sort of, you know, kind of entangles with your role at La Marzocco. That's um, right. I mean, you know, I think, I think La amarzocco community, and I think Crush Rush, you know? Christy like, 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 yeah, like that, that's yeah. sort of what I think. Um, mm. what, what, what have you seen, I guess, in the past few years, as far as the community mm. go, things that have improved and grown and things that actually still remain the same despite being a larger community?
1: Look, there's, you know, the, the, co- the Australian coffee market, the Australian coffee community is all, is, is, is such an inquisitive one because everyone's so, uh, everyone feeds off information. Um, everyone needs um, information. And uh, it's, there's almost like this, like fifth, fifth wave. I'm kind of slightly, I don't want to throw around terms like that, cause it's a bit much, but fifth wave, uh, of, uh, coffee is, you know, knowledge-based database. Um, so that there's been a huge shift in the market of, uh, wanting more information, um, um, needing more information. Back in the day, everyone was pretty stoked just to not worry about scales, not worry about this, as long as the coffee tasted the same. Um, and it was, that was basically it. But now you see, you know, baristas, uh, from Perth that know how to dissect, you know, a machine and set up incredibly complex uh, reverse osmosis water filtration system that's specific for their, uh, their needs. These are young, um, yeah, really lively uh, professionals um, that see a future, you know, in the industry. And that's something that's really positive that um, I've seen uh, over my time. Uh, the last couple of years with Flamazoco. Uh, something that hasn't really changed though is like the passion, the drive, um, and the energy of, uh, you know, the young barista community. Uh, there's, yeah, been a real, uh, like, there's almost like the, there's friendships that are, um, that are so strong now in the industry in specific uh, states and cities that, uh, you know, it's, it's this little community vibe that I love being a part of. Um, I love, I uh, relish the opportunity to go to like, a place like Adelaide or Perth um, and just, yeah, keep the ball rolling. So,
0: and yeah. I, uh, yeah. and I, I think you're so, you on the money. Um, mm. it, it's such, I don't think, I mean, there are, but I don't think there is quite an industry like the coffee industry that is so dependent, connected, um, absorbed with people, mm. Uh, from the obvious, you know, the most important people, which are obviously uh, pickers and farmers at Origin, uh, mm. all these hands just to hand us over a cup of coffee. But then we have uh, manufacturers, suppliers, we have the whole chain. Obviously, machinery is, is, is another element. But then it's just, again, all people, 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 people. And uh, mm. you rarely find, you know, you rarely find an industry so into people, for the people, made by yeah. the people. Like, yeah. I think that's the best part of it. And yeah. um, that's mm. why when people used to ask me when I was working for a Coffee Roaster, you know, I was more on the road doing the classic, you know, a bit of, a bit of chit-chat and trying to convert accounts. And uh, yeah. people were like, oh, h- how do you handle it? You know, it must be tough. I'm like, mm. man, it's easy. I'm like... Mm. I got maybe twice in three years nasty situations, like twice that I can remember of, and even then it wasn't that nasty. It was more like, yeah. "Look, just get out of my shop." And, and <laughs> yeah, but then exactly. you walk yeah. out, then walk out, and you're like, "Well, I don't know if the right industry," because even if people were not interested, there were still hospitality people. Therefore, they were like, you know, they were like, "Hey, man, well, look, I'm happy where I am, but you a know, coffee." Let's chat. Let's talk. Mm. Who are you? And, and then you build those friendships, like you said. Mm. You can still remain professional, but have these amazing relationships from mm. Perth to Melbourne to Sydney, and it's it's just amazing. I think um, I think yeah. it's great.
1: At the end uh, of the go day, on the like, people. Mm, yeah, yeah, go or, on. At the end of the day, the people that are involved in the in the hospitality, you know, uh, kind of career path, they're all people. People, you know, they all vibe off each other. Um, and that's their probably, you know, number one characteristic or trait is that you're not going to find a lot of people inside the coffee community that, you know, or hospitality in general that are, you know, assholes. Like everyone's really wonderful um, and really positive, And, you know, it's not really uh, transactional um, in a sense. You want to kind of avoid that kind of you give me something, I give you something. Um, I think you probably know that pretty well being on the road. It's more about just saying g'day and enjoying each other's, you know, kind of, uh, your vibe and energy and trying to you know build something together uh, and that's I think what yeah I found a majority of my time on the road as well it's been really wonderful
0: yeah and, and just zooming in a little bit onto that young people professionals that you were talking about something mm. that I'm passionate um, what well, you know going back to your decision after studying engineering where mm. it's a day and you are already like thinking of living. This is just fantastic yeah. in my opinion. Nightmare <laughs> for some parents, that's my dream. <laughs> as, a, <laughs> yeah. as a future parent, like, like. Um, what sort of kind of message or words you say to people who are so mm. passionate, interested in coffee, whether they're brewing at home, whether they are, you know, like really loving the concept when they walk into a cafe or a roastery, but they're mm. stuck wall. Society, family, friends—the mm. news. Tell them to be a good job.
1: Chase. I uh, chase your curiosity is my number one uh, or number one tip. As always, you know, my my ambition was like based off me chasing uh, the questions that I had and the answers that I didn't have, um, and it was more so just about uh, really finding out, you know, what I really wanted. Um, also you know, try and be as positive, you know, you know, and, you know, kind of look inwards on yourself a bit more and understand what, you know, is really is most important in life. Um, That was a big part of my decision. I rated happiness over like, you know, monetary success at that time. Um, And, you know, it's something that I carry, you know, every day. Um, There's always something to learn and there's always something that I, you know, don't know. So, um the coffee industry was that you know in a in a broad sense back in the day and you know like 10 years later i'm kind of still you know still learning um trying to learn something new every single day um so people you know consumers at home that are making coffee at home um don't be afraid to ask questions um that's the number one uh, thing and ask your barista um because you know, that's like, I love getting like questions from customers asking me how to brew coffee at home. Cause it just meant that people cared um, and it wasn't really a job. Um, so that's probably my number one tip. Curiosity I, is good. We,
0: we go back to the uh, vibes, you know, it's like, I don't know, maybe for me right now, uh, like I'm vibing because the minute that you said happiness, it was already what I was going to say next, mm. you know? Going back on the family, but for me, mm. I was blessed and grateful that my parents, you know, they might mm-hmm. have shared their opinion and saying, you know, when I decided not to go to uni, mm-hmm. um, my mom is a teacher, but like one of those teachers who's like devoted to the study, you know, it's like, like, yeah. like, like, like she loves studying. So yeah. for her, it was like, fuck, like, you know, uni? <laughs> like, like, yeah. But ultimately, the last question that they always ask me is, are you happy? Yes. So when I told them I'm going to stay in Australia instead of coming back because my intention was just to stay a year. I've been here nine. and um, mm. you know, they will always ask, okay, well, this is our opinion, but are you happy? And the minute you answer yes, then things are good. And it's a double H of two words that we both spoke about happiness and humble, being mm. humble enough to know that, like you just say now, to be curious, mm. to be able to learn and keep learning rather than say, I know everything. Mm. Um, But at the same time, also translate that passion into, well, this is really making you happy. Understand yourself and find that spot that fits within the market, within, within, within the industry. You don't have to become a barista champion. You don't have to become a a roaster. Just Mm. do what you love and Mm. look, be humble enough to start from the ground up. Like, exactly. Yeah. That's something that a lot of people
1: forget. Yeah. Um, there's, there's always like, you know, a ground that is, you know, never too low, you know, like I remember just, just eager. All I wanted to do when I was in, uh, you know, the hotel, when I was like 17, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and all I wanted to do was just to spend time after hours learning how to make coffee. Um, I was, uh, you know, just trying to learn new skills, trying to up my skills, um, not because of, um, you know, kind of like a paycheck, just because I just wanted to get better at what I was doing uh, and because I wanted to find out new ways to do it. So, yeah, number one, always be humble, always try and, you know, be positive on a day to day. And, you know, that, that reflects really well, um, not only on your you know, kind of existence, but on the people you uh, relate to. Um, it's never, never, never a bad time.
0: Mm. You can really have a much more positive impact if you yeah. are focused on those two, for sure. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I'm glad that it's, uh, it's definitely something that um, mm. we should be grateful for it, to be part of this. Mm. this and this
1: um, industry. Yeah. and being like a part of London zocco as well, it's always, it's, you know, a real humbling experience because there are, it's like, it's, uh, you know, it's a 93 year old company now. Um, lots of experience lots of ambition lots of curiosity uh, and lots of innovation and it's like I'm I'm hanging out with um, Damo Damien who's you know been in our company for you know god knows how long since the early 2000s seen majority of you know machines come to life over the last 20 years Um, and like to spend you know day-to-day asking questions um, and you know asking our technical team questions and our entire team um, full of experience that brings a new whole new light on the industry. Um, so
0: it's and what, uh, yeah, and what, positive.
1: And what mm. sort of your role
0: uh, mean, like you know, in terms of context? What sort of is your role title? Mm. Even though I hate titles, but yeah. uh, just just for the sake of the exercise, your title and sort of what your you know what your job is and what 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 does it mean?
1: Yeah, so um, I remember when my uh, job uh, was advertised and I applied for it as a funny um, poster on Instagram that you just posted. Um, and it says, do you like coffee? Do you like Lamazocco? Do you like to party? Then this job is for you. <laughs> I was like, wow, that does sound like me. That sounds exactly, that's like literally my bio. <laughs> So uh, my role is uh, the coffee ambassador of Lumazocco, or the brand ambassador of Lumazocco Australia. Um, what that really means is, uh, you know, it started off as being, you know, definitely a event coordinator uh, and community kind of coordinator, um, being a part of uh, all roasters' lives, and also being that kind of gateway contact um, for baristas to get amongst what Lamazoko is doing because it's always been, you know, about as a manufacturer or distributor um, in Australia to go from, you know, business to business. Um, my role is definitely about uh, connecting with the end users, um, the baristas that actually are able to give us the correct feedback, uh, you know, to improve our equipment. So it's, you know, a really important role. and something that I take, uh, never take for granted, um, really, you know, it's all it is is just being on the road um and listening um and understanding, you know, what our customers really want from the ground up. So we're trying to uh yeah, my role is like but I, I also make sick parties and um <laughs> um that's probably the best part of my role is that I'm the the party guy. Um <laughs> there are not so many parties happening at the moment, <laughs> but of course. Um, so my role has really shifted to um, just being more out on the road, um, especially in Sydney. Um, Kind of one of the reasons why I uh, relocated up here um, to be more, you know, uh, connected with our customers whilst whilst we can and being at a responsible distance, of course, but um, still being, still being around. Uh, And then, yeah, the other part of my role is also home, the home market. So we kind of, uh, the, the training so I don't know if you know too much about our home market, but it's, we've got the linear mini and the GS three, um, yep. fantastic espresso machines, uh, basically a commercial machine on your kitchen bench. Um, and with that, you know, the people, you know, some of the people that might, you know, first purchase a machine do require some training and some support, um, to learn how to use it and actually teach, you know, some people from the ground up what specialty coffee is, uh, So that's a part of my role as well. And I thrive, I love it. It's awesome showing people how to make coffee.
0: Yeah. Of course, um, Mm. look, we're sort of, um, I'm gonna re-touch on what you just said. Uh, What Thomas saying, that it's the Eric effect. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: that's the the tagline.
0: (laughs) It's the tagline, yeah. Um, just, Just because we reached the halfway mark and it's the, I got the ritual out of the box question um it's part of this little show um so if you could who would you like to have dinner with and it doesn't have to be coffee it can be anyone that you like
1: man that is tough um look i'm a uh look this sounds so dumb um but i'm a i'm a big uh, probably two, two kind of people, uh, uh, if I, if I may. Um, one, Adam Goods. I'm a big Sydney Swans AFL football fan. Um, and I love Adam Goods to death. You know, I think he's an That's amazing fine. human and he did so much for us and he's still so prevalent, um, in society. So he'd have a great conversation. Um, and then probably some. DJ like, I don't know, um, Butch, he's like this German DJ because I think we'd have a really good time together. <laughs> um, so party and learning. Yeah, if, if, if Butch is watching right now, it, uh, and I'd love to have a dinner with you one time in the near future.
0: <laughs> I love your music. Uh, yeah. uh, no, thank you. Um, it's yeah. just a little question that we always ask because I think it's, That's it's interesting to hear and also I like the idea that you're gonna go for the rest of the day thinking of who else you like to have dinner with. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so you your role and you know means that you're out and about, especially yeah. pre-COVID. Um, mm. So what have you seen from the streets? Uh, how have you seen the coffee market? Uh, mm. Its evolution between not just Melbourne but between the whole you know the whole country.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've uh, been, we're in a pretty fortunate predicament uh, in Lamazocca, uh that we are able to connect with, you know, a huge number of roasters around Australia. Uh, and, uh, you know, during COVID, we've seen some dramatic, uh, you know, shifts, uh, pivoting happening across the country. Um, there are definitely some places uh, that have been affected a lot uh, less than others. Um, but we're really seeing uh, all Melbourne, of course, which I'm in- incredibly, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a really interesting time. You kind of have to kind of look to the future and look almost poetically to the future and kind of see that there's going to be some uh, light at the, end of the tunnel. And the way that we can see that is probably through um, other cities around Australia, like, uh, you know, Perth, basically back to normal. Um, nothing has really changed. Uh, Queensland, uh, same same thing. Uh, so, booming business, takeaway business. A lot of businesses have still just maintained uh, takeaway as their number one, uh, you know, priority, uh, and it's really allowed a real different shift in business uh, kind of strategy. Um, people are realizing that takeaway, uh, the takeaway model, um, less equals less overheads and equals more profit. Uh so uh we're finding, you know, that it's a really popular move. Um and it could really shift the way the cafe framework is for years to come. Um but yeah, it's it's a really interesting one. There's 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 been a huge shift in the market. Um the C B D unfortunately is suffering in most cities. Um Sydney Uh, CBD I really feel for some businesses there we try and support them as much as as possible try and get out there and say hello and make sure it's all good Uh, but on the other hand uh, there are some suburban uh, cafes that are just booming booming so the future looks uh, different but uh, I'm always on the optimistically bright side and saying that um, I think there was someone that said there's uh, three there's You know, there's three things in life that survive, um, uh, you know, kind of a a recession or a pandemic. And it's coffee, alcohol, and chocolate. So I'm drinking a lot of alcohol and I'm eating a lot of chocolate and I work in coffee. So I think we're okay.
0: And I'm sure there's another couple of, I'm sure there's another three elements that always survive too, but they're a little bit on the. On the on the red light uh, side, like gambling and other things, but uh, (laughs) those survived too. Um, Yeah, no, you're you're right. I think um, Mm. I'm the same when it comes to positivity. I think, granted, Mm. uh, physical health and uh, granted a lot of different areas uh, Mm. to be covered, you know, by essentials. And you know, we live in a (laughs)
1: stupidly
0: lucky place uh, to be
1: incredibly lucky.
0: Incredibly lucky. Um, I think that going back to your curiosity, and learning, innovation. Mm. I think that you know the world changed after nine eleven for a whole bunch of reasons. But I like mm. this analogy because we all have made those adjustments going to the airport that made it normal, right? Mm. So before nine eleven, you know, going to the airport was just like walking into a park, right? Exactly. Give and take, oh, yeah. you know. And, and only 20, 35 years before, you could smoke on a plane, like, 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 yeah. right. So just as much as that has shifted, it's just became it just become normal. Like, like animals, more well, humans have a need, but also the DNA of adaptation. So we will adapt, and you know, right. whether it's going to be masks or hand sanitizer or uh, hugging or more virtual stuff, I, I don't. Mm. And and, and I, don't, I don't want to even entertain the possibilities because they are zillion. Mm. Um, What I think when it comes to business, though, is that what I've noticed back when I was on the road, Mm. a lot of, and I'm coming from a very good place, but a lot of shops had such a closed mentality, such a, this is how I've been doing it for 10 years, that's it, don't want to hear about it, don't want to see you, don't want to know this, don't want to do Instagram, don't want to do Facebook, don't want to do uh, saying a <laughs> like, 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 right. Like, like a lot. Mm. now all of a sudden is like, boom. Uh, yeah. How, we need it. how can I, how can I talk to my people while the shop is closed? Well, That's then right. social media would have been a marketing would have been a good tool. If you implemented mm. it the past 10 years, yes. um, you know, uh, and and you know, all of a sudden food traffic is irrelevant because food traffic is shifted because nobody's in the city. So how can you drive people to your shop? And then we go down the rabbit hole of what about deliveries? What about online e-commerce? And I think that curiosity and learning needs to really shine. And those people Mm. like yourself who have that capacity of like, okay, well, this is how it is. What we're going to do about it um, is going to be the uh, fourth and fifth wave. And the Mm. sense of also, you know, I think uh, someone... uh, Daniel Hobart said to me during a podcast episode that he needs opinion, the fourth way. is going to be home brewing, and yes. I think to a degree, to a degree, is a good is a good call. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, have you seen more home brewing as far as you oh, go? Home a lot, a lot? And you know, a real thing
1: that really uh, you know kind of uh, isolates the Australian coffee market is the fact that our consumers are so knowledgeable. Uh, you know, the coffee consumers, the home customers. Uh, home coffee drinkers are uh, so knowledgeable with single origin, so knowledgeable with you know different brew methods, filtration uh, methods. Uh, I've got uh, I've been speaking to roasters up in uh, Sydney, and they've been saying they've been getting so many requests or like deliveries for people in Melbourne uh, that are uh, for retail coffee from their space because people are just inquisitive and they want to try new. Um, beans and they've heard about it Um, so they're ordering everything online Um, we're getting a lot of uh, requests for uh, virtual demos which we've been conducting uh, with La Mazzocco home Um, so I've been connecting with people all across Australia uh, and you know we've each had an espresso machine at home and we've been talking through how you know we can brew espresso at home better how we can dial in a grinder. so yeah there's a huge huge market of, uh, of knowledge uh, you know it's kind of drinkers that that are out there um, that are asking questions and it's just getting more and more by the day it's been pretty pretty remarkable to actually watch, which is yeah a real real testament to the community
0: community and the mm-hmm. format is changing of communication amongst community um, yes. you know it's like it's like you know again the let's call it old school coffee cafe operator Yeah, doesn't have no longer the opportunity to talk to Jimmy, Jennifer, Jason, and I don't know, another, Danielle, yeah. and all of a sudden is like, how can I talk to them? Mm. And that's where when uh, my clients or prospects or people who just want a chat, and I'm just, mm. you know, happy to have a chat and ask me about social media marketing, I say, well, it's all good and fine. You can have an agency or your team, your staff doing a whole bunch of things, whether it's in you know, video content, whether it's going to be posts, where it's going to be, you know, photos. Hmm. But your face needs to be in it. And whether it's going to be, uh, you, know, you, you know, when you close up the shop and you, you hmm. want to have a five, six, seven and a half minutes chat, uh, live mm. or on a story or a video format uh, just because or, or you can have a private Facebook group um, yeah, you know, where the OGs who have been supporting you for seven years of you opening the mm-hmm. fair, they can just hang out every Friday for a bevy yeah. I think even we need to understand that we need to kind of shift the way that we communicate and Definitely. accept that at the moment, that's how it is, especially for Melvin, because mm. I mean
1: it's, it's, it's opened our eyes up how, how strong and powerful. It's not really opened us up. We were always kind of uh, – our marketing has always been a number one priority, uh, you know. Uh, I'm part of the marketing team. Um, and it's really – once the pandemic really began, it really shifted our focus of how can we continue to be connected to our market, um, not only our commercial market but our home market. And we did just that. We started virtual classrooms inside a private Facebook group with our home customers, um, we connected via uh, Instagram. We connected via, um, you know, actual like private messaging. We set up a live chat on our uh, website where we were able to uh, connect with people uh, through just like instant messaging, like basically like, you know, MSN Messenger back in the day. It's like, it's just on the yeah. phone now. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> um, and what it's really grown is a real sense of community, of virtual community, um, which is it's been amazing. I've started connecting with, you know, home customers that, that I think you, you featured um, a home customer on your story, Barista Daz, or with oh, yeah, pouring yeah. the um, latte in the mouth. Um, yeah. he's, he's part of this little crew of... Like, Naked games. Barista. Yeah, Naked Barista, Barista yeah. Daz, yeah. and this other guy, Adrian, who they all, they're all friends um, and they all have linear minis at home. Um, and I always send them merch because they're amazing and they give us such you know good feedback. But this connectivity probably might not have happened, um, you know, without the virtual world. So it really sets the undertone of uh, how important, um, you know, and how actually wonderful, uh, you know, that we... Imagine if we didn't have this much connectivity and a pandemic arose, you know. Um, it's just... So we may as well get the most out of it and use it to our advantage. Um, and yeah, real testament. I mean, the cafes is a whole different story, but we're seeing it all over Australia of people, uh, uh connecting in different ways virtually, really up in their game, um, in terms of, uh, you know, Instagram, social media, or like there's like a few TikTok accounts out there now <laughs> of cafes that I follow. Um, yeah, it's always something new and exciting on. Um, and yeah, really finding it um, in different pockets all around Australia, it's been wonderful to see. Yeah.
0: And, and, and I, think, I think it kind of like, you know, it breaks that, you know, um, which is sometimes happens, ego, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, instead of like, you know, having that ego, you could just like strip yourself and be like, you know what, who cares? Like, you know, yeah. there's no, there really isn't right or wrong in coffee to a degree so i'm gonna post this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna to talk to yeah. this person or that person and i think mm-hmm. i think just it's just incredibly important that these mm-hmm. kind of functions are there there's all, they've always been there if this yeah. technology wasn't available uh, the community would find different ways whereas mm-hmm. uh, uh you know renting airplanes to draw a message in the sky or where is uh <laughs> going back to letters or you know using balloons to say i don't know whatever it Mm. is it's like it it is important that we are inquisitive about Mm. it um, and how to we can get back to 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 our feet, you know together
1: there's also like this um there's also this real sense of uh I don't know whether it's like a sense of secrecy or, uh, that some, uh, you know, before the pandemic, a lot of roasters really had this sense of uh, secrecy and, um, we want our kind of, it's still, it's still around. And that's, you know, just a part of business. Uh, but I've seen a lot of, uh, people open up their doors, um, to information. Um, and that's something that we've done as well. Um, you know, you no, know, we love sharing our stories and our history uh, and our products um, you know with people, and a lot of roasters have started to do the very same thing. open up um, arms to the world and to their consumers um, and you know and everyone 's just being a lot more transparent um, in this current climate because it 's just so essential you can 't really hide behind anything anymore mm.
0: yeah, and I think that was that was one of the roadblocks in the game, like if you if you look at food, um, yeah. The chefs who have you know TV shows and the chefs who share their recipes, and secret recipes and whatnot. Obviously, there yeah. is always a fun balance in business. So, like like machinery, there's probably patents and particular technology that you can't just like release all your books. Um, right. But you know, it's always been like that. I mean, you have James Hoffman, you got Scott Rowe, you got all these amazing coffee people who write mm. books, who have YouTube channels, who have you know, writes, you know, Socratical. you know, it just like goes into the tiniest detail of information. That's um, right. Because if we're not sharing, then we can't grow because you might, you know, you might read an article and you're like, no, that's not true. I, I, mm. I, I, and then you start experimenting. Then you start working your yeah. way around to write your article while you dispute that. But knowing that I'm right, you're wrong, I more than in, how can we make it better? How can we make it more? Available so access mm. and accessibility is should be by default in an industry where we always talk about transparency. Mm. Now we don't need to know yeah. <laughs> <the> tiniest <laughs> details on
1: yeah.
0: how much you pay per hour every single employee of yours and what's your rent. But no. definitely more openness is is important. um Big open time. to this. Yeah, I agree. He,
1: the, uh, I'll tell you a little story about the, cause there's a little machine that we, uh, Lamazocca released in, uh, uh, called the Strata EP, which is a, you know, a, a machine that was designed through the channels of asking the barista community what you want, you know, just going. So they created a street team or the Strata street, uh, team of, you know, people like Tim Wendelboe, uh, Tim Barney and, you know, Damien, our you know, kind of tech and uh, a few other people uh, from Italy and they all came together and they collaborated um, a machine that was basically the dream machine at the time, uh, you know, for, you know, the, the maybe some form of figureheads within the industry of the coffee world. And, you know, it's it, the, the real, the real crux of it is the way that they came up with the design of the machine was they created a Yahoo forum and Lamazocco posted the different designs on a public Yahoo forum. And they said, which one do you like best? (laughs) And I was like, that's so cool. How they can have that kind of like level headedness to just be out there and, you know, honest, you know, with the community of what's actually happening. Um, asking their opinion on what, you know, the consumers actually want uh, and then following it up with, uh, you know, learning something new and teaching something new. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's just something that I don't know whether it's kind of got lost over the last, you know, kind of 10 years or so, but I think it's slowly coming back. Like it's really shocked some people into, um, you know, some businesses into really just being more open and transparent and honest with their customers and uh, the community around him—it's it's been actually, yeah, really cool to see.
0: Yeah, it is cool. Um, I think, you know, it's sort of going back to to that element mm. of marketing of who you are and what you mm. share and the shareability of something. It's like, yeah, uh, that story just goes hand in hand with the. I think that, you know, a lot of people confuse marketing and social media and communication with this. You know, you can manipulate. Uh, you can have distorted version of it, fake news, the photoshops of the world. But yeah. if you're legit and you just actually want to showcase what you got and you and you can walk the talk, as they say, then there's no problem to you to go wham and triple down on 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 the socials. You know, That's it's right. like I I know different brands across you know um, certain sections of the coffee market, and I'm like, you know, I'm looking at the top tiers and the ones who dominate, or the ones who are really doing a fantastic job, mm. you know, their competitors might have a very similar product or a product that just, you know, or service that does just justice still. Mm. Their presence is so limited, which is okay. I mean, not everyone mm. has uh, the Starbucks budgets for marketing and R&D and, right. and all of that, but it's like, man, I've seen, you mentioned TikTok, you know, there's a guy on TikTok that has 200 plus thousand followers. He's from Melbourne. And mm. um, he started his TikTok by saying, I got an addiction with fizzy drinks. I want to quit. And yeah, I know the guy. you're going to hold me accountable. You've seen that guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he pops in your feelings It's like day 47, no fizzy drinks. And I'm like,
1: Man. you know,
0: he didn't have the Starbucks marketing budget. He found a way. And yeah. he just wanted to tell his story, and I think mm. going back to community and people, brands need to tell their stories more yes. in order to just appeal to people. It's how
1: do you stay genuine, but also how do you stand out from the market? You know, and that's a real kind of parallel that you need to really look for in you know the current climate of social media and marketing is how do you maintain your you know, be continue to be genuine. Uh, and how do you stand out from the crowd? And that's such a, yeah, a tough one. I mean, the Australian coffee market, I always kind of say that it's so difficult to stand out from the Australian coffee market until you go overseas or like see what's happening overseas. Um, the, I've, I've always asked the question, what is the Australian like, cuisine? Uh, you know, there's no because everyone was like, <laughs> oh, meat pies or burgers or whatever. But I think, to be honest, it's coffee and smashed avocado and poached eggs. You know, like that's our that's our exportable product to the rest of the world. So how do you, you know, you see you know, Australian or Melbourne coffee shops opening up in New York and London and all across the world. They uh, all through Southeast Asia. it's amazing to see this beautiful huge community of, of uh, you know, young aspiring cafe owners um, that, you know, at the end of the day, some might have, you know, spent their time, done their time in Melbourne or Sydney, um, you know, or other parts of Australia, Perth, amazing um, coffee culture there. Um, but at the end of the day, they've learned everything um, and they, you know, see us as a benchmark. So how do you stand out in that market? Like, how do you like um, – yeah, it's really
0: it's a really tough
1: kind of climate to, to be a part of in terms of social media marketing, but
0: but that yeah. question that question you give the answer very early on, right? Mm. Be yeah. inquisitive, humble, keep learning, and curious. Well, right. so, for instance, it's great that you bring this point up, and mm. I hope that we got enough time to close it. But uh, yeah, it's like it's like, you know, people, you know, like Francesco Sanapo, you know, from the Generale came here twenty thirteen yes. on PWBC. And he was, like, so amazed about the fact that, you know, Melbourne is coffee and food. So he went back home and he was like, I need to replicate sort of this. He's like, okay, we got the coffee covered but We also need to pump out the whole brunch Mm -hmm. breakfast concept. So that's what he picked. But there's no reason why Melbourne, for instance, or the Australian markets couldn't look at what America is doing. Because, for instance, I've asked this question to a few American uh, guests on the show, and they're like, Mm -hmm. well if there's one thing that I think that Melvin should look at us is our batch brew, you know, our yes. batch brew game is, is just at the bare bone minimum, you know, it's like, yeah, lukewarm cold sitting there for hours. There's mm-hmm. no, assist. even the machinery. is very basic. Um, and, and they you know, their take is like, well, your commercial batch brew setup is what we have at home. Mm-hmm. So right there, it's like, oh, okay, there is something to look at that. Or, you know, there's That's people right. in Melbourne who has showcasing international roasters. Or, you know, so I think there's always something to learn from anybody, whether it's from Iceland, Finland, Norway, Italy, Korea, mm. India. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's just mm. if you're curious enough, you'll be able to find things that will also mm. you can implement um, even in this tough a certain markets.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's
0: um it's really uh
1: oh, again again it's humbling to to always ma- maintain that that uh you know kind of direction or mindset. Um we're very fortunate at Lumzoka to have, you know, we we distribute to over 120 countries around the world. So we've got an incredible amount of connections around the world and we're able to be a part of our each other's lives now more than ever. Um so yeah, this this kind of whole community of coffee, not just the Australian market, but you know, it's, it's a global market that we all have to kind of work together um, from farmers uh, to manufacturers to baristas to consumers. It's one huge, it, it really kind of shrinks us all. Um, and, you know, we're, there's always something new that we can adapt to. We can pivot with, um, whether it be, you know, our, how we make equipment, like, you know, the KB90, how it's, you know, the, this new machine that was designed or thought of in 1998, um, but it's really starting to change people's as of how they work around a machine to how we actually, you know, kind of can speak to us as Lamazocco or like us, uh, how we can speak to farmers more, how we can, you know, cultivate growth inside, you know, the green bio community. Um, these are the things that we're talking about so that we, you know, can maintain this global community. And you know, kind of push it in the right direction, or help it um, whatever we may come up against, you know yeah, I love it. It's an interesting one
0: yeah, No, I love it uh, that was a a lot of good points that we raised, and I think um, there's yeah. a, a few a few valuable uh, gems that you've dropped, and I think uh, mm. people will be able to re listen to this so be quite fortunate i think I think it's always good for us to talk about these topics just because to give it a platform to give it a bit of space, because uh, I think we often don't talk about that. We and you know it's fine talking about uh skills and you know I don't know, recipes and, and the yeah. technical style things but even this has a space because then it put, it puts it puts things in perspective in many aspects. But uh yeah. Eric, this was a, a real treat. I'm glad that I got the, the chance to see you too. Uh yeah me too I think last time I saw you was about probably like last year. Uh, yeah, perhaps at um, I think at a, you and the, a showroom? yeah, I think it was at your showroom, or mm. it was also at the exhibition center, uh, and you took right. the team. Uh, um, I think it was uh, one of the you know uh, hosts of that event was Gary V. I pretty I think. Oh, yeah yeah. oh yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. I think right. it was about <laughs> July last year, yeah, anyway. I was with Tom, I
1: was with yeah, yeah, a, yeah, you yeah. Were, yeah,
0: exactly. Nice. Uh, but, um, as you know, we're gonna, we're gonna go to the Lamar Melbourne in four minutes, yes, uh, talk to Brian. But I'm very, very yeah. humbled to have the chance to hear what you, what you said, and I um, yeah. really appreciate it. Your time, yeah, awesome. I know you're a busy, busy, busy man. Um, so,
1: always always time for a coffee and a chat it's uh it's a real pleasure and thank you and i'm a big fan of you know i watching all your stuff and it's it's uh it's really nice to have as much information out there and as many conversations out there as possible so yeah keep keep smashing it and uh keep keep sipping good coffee everyone
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll try thanks man. I'll, um, hey, man I'll um i'll shoot you next later all thank right. you buddy sounds
1: good see you Thanks, soon. dude. see you soon Ciao. bye
0: uh this is uh end of part one with la Marzocco australia um so yeah if you just tuned in we just had an amazing chat with eric uh he's in the sydney la marzocco showroom uh we had an amazing conversation about coffee community coffee market so if you if you haven't had a chance to hear it we're gonna repost this into igtv youtube and a podcast uh, format or, or whatever you fancy uh, if you've got time, stick around uh, because we've got another hour. Uh, today is a double treat, double episodes right after this. So in three minutes, we're going to connect with Bryden in Melbourne showroom. And uh, we're going to have just another chat looking at um, <coughs> the importance of equipment, machinery, um, and a whole bunch of stuff that I'm sure he will enlighten us. And uh, yeah, hope to see you there. And. Uh, yeah, this is the end of part one, so stay tuned for part two. And it's gone down in a few minutes. Otherwise, if you can't tune in, thank you, and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon.